Hey, Isaiah. Hey, Dad. Have you ever been lost? For sure. So, why did you get lost? Because I didn't have a compass. Hi, everyone. This is the Magnify Him Together Kids Daily Bible Reading Podcast. I'm Uncle Paul, and I'm here with Isaiah. Hey, everybody. So, Isaiah, today we are looking at the longest psalm in the Bible. Wow. Do I have to read all of it? Well, in our daily Bible reading planner, we break it up over several days. But to be honest, today we're going to focus on one of the stanzas. So we're looking at Psalm 119, and we're going to be looking at verses 9 to 16. So Psalm 119 is an acrostic. What's an acrostic? An acrostic is when each item starts with a letter of either a word or the alphabet. And in Psalm 119, there are 22 sections of eight verses corresponding to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And each verse in a section starts with a specific letter of the alphabet. So verses 9 to 16, all those verses start with the letter Beth or Bayit. Do you know what the word Beth means in the Hebrew? Doesn't it mean like house, as in like Bethlehem, house of bread? That's right. So Bethlehem or Beth means a house, and it can mean a literal house, or it can mean a family. Like in Psalm 127, when it's talking about children, it says, unless Yahweh build the house, they labor in vain that build it. And the Bible uses that analogy in other ways. For example, the word Ben, which means son, also can refer to what they call a family builder. So just like a house is built up of stones or wood. A family is built up of children. That's right. They contribute to a house. So you're part of a house, part of a family. And this section is actually about that. It's about young people being part of a family and how they can be a part of the family of God. And so they ask a question, wherewithal or how will a young man cleanse his way or keep his way pure, depending on your translation? And the answer is by paying attention to God's word. In our opening question, you mentioned that we got lost because we didn't look at the compass. So this past summer, we went backpacking, and we couldn't get to the trailhead, so we figured, well, I know where to go from here. We take a straight line through these woods, and of course, we didn't take a straight line through these woods like we thought we were. Because we didn't have a compass. And because of that, we went in circles, and we wandered, and we got lost, until eventually, after an hour, we were kind of worried, so we said a prayer, and then we pulled out a compass that we had in our pack and we said we're going to look at this map and we're going to look at where we need to go and we are going to constantly consult this compass and sure enough within 20 minutes or so we are back on track and it was a really exciting moment Um, I have it on video Um, if you want to reach out to us and we'll share that video with you um, where you find the trail and there is genuine joy and excitement and happiness that finally, even though we thought we were lost, that simple tool, a compass, helped us find our way. 
and if we followed it but uh, but more than what we thought was right because we thought we were like dead on track but we were just going in circles because we yeah we just weren't consulting it we relied on our own wisdom and so that comes up in the next verse if you look at verse 10 he says with my whole heart have i sought you and that's it if we had given like we did only half of our attention to it then you end up wandering from the path that you need to go and so he says that he says with my whole heart have i sought you oh let me not wander from thy commandments and that's so true of life if we get distracted from our goal and matthew 6 tells us that we need to seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and often we get distracted and when we get distracted we wander off of the way that god wants us to be on and we end up lost so that word of god has the power to set us on the right track and when we do get lost and we come back to the right way there's a genuine joy that is felt and so his advice is and how uh, Paul, how David says um, that we can keep track is he says in verse 11 that we keep God's word hidden in our heart so that we don't sin against him. So it's not hidden in our bottom of our backpack that we refer to when we think we need it or when we're genuinely lost. But to prevent that from happening, we have that compass in our heart. We believe it, we love it, and we use it to direct our decision and our thinking and then, Lord willing, we'll get lost a lot less. Especially if we keep it in our heart above ours. That's right. No no divisions. With our whole heart, we give it, give ourselves to it. And there's genuine joy, which results when we are found again, when we get on the right path, when we appreciate the experience of being lost and finding the right way. David says, blessed art thou, O Yahweh, teach me thy statutes. It's a time to show thankfulness to God. And not only show thankfulness, but what does he do in verse 13? With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. That's right. So he not only is thankful to God, but he shares that experience with others. He declares it. He shows his thankfulness. And he shows the appreciation of value of it. And that was the first story that we told when we got back was the fact that we had been lost and that we turned to the compass. And with that compass, we were efficiently able to get back on track. And so we thank him and then we rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies in verse 14, as much as in all riches. And that as much as in all riches, I think... In, in our little example, we had all the backpacking gear we needed. We had tents, we had uh, cook stoves, we had... A bear canister. We had... Fishing rods. Top-of-the-line sleeping bags. Everything that we needed for our trip. But you know what? Nothing. Nothing was as important. Not even our boots. As a simple compass. And I think that's so true in life. There are so many things that we think we need, that we think are important, decisions that we need to make, uh, priorities in life, which are so important until we're lost and we realize they don't really matter. What really matters is something that can set us in the right direction. And that gives us great joy. And it also gives us time to reflect. 
which is what he did in verse 15. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. And you can bet that in every trip from then on that we did that year, what was the thing that we made sure we had on hand? We had a compass right on the top of our packs or even better in our hand. And we had respect unto the value of that. And when in life we experience being lost, we have respect for God's word and the importance of holding it in our hearts and in our lives above all else. And so he says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. I will not... Not leave it behind. Not, you know, put it in your bottom of your pack. So maybe this week, as we go about our activities, uh, we can reflect on the importance of how do we keep our way pure? How do we head in the right direction? And that's giving our heart to God's word, using it as our comfort and our counsel all the time to prevent ourselves from being lost. And an occasion we are going to sin, often we're going to sin, and we are going to get lost, in which case it's time to stop, pray, take out the compass, and get back on track. And when we get there, thank God, tell others about his goodness, and meditate on the value and the importance of having respect into what counsel it gives us. Thanks for listening to the Magnify Him Together Kids Reading Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this time, and we look forward to you joining us next time. Thanks again. Bye!